This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is disc number 17 of our 88 film Italian collection series of reviews. We're almost at that 20 mark, just a few episodes away and we will be almost officially at the halfway mark. Although since starting this series off I think 88 films have announced about 10 titles. So I think we're numbered close to 50 now so... Every time we feel like we're getting to that halfway point, they keep adding them. This series will never end, ladies and gents. It will never fucking end. Anyway, up in the docket this week is The Cynic, The Rat and The Fist. Another one of those uh, subgenre police thrillers with a, a, a subgenre Italian title that I cannot pronounce. It makes me sound like I've been drinking too much and my speech gets all slurred. So yeah, we'll try and avoid that this time. But yeah, that's what we're going to be covering on this review. As always, at the start of these episodes, I like to kick out a little bit of an update as to what you can expect from podcasts under the stairs over the next week or so. This is your third and final episode of the week, but do not despair, ladies and gents. This is October after all, which means next week we are delivering a ton of content. Starting off with tomorrow, when we drop the Bazoween episode 2, looking at Poltergeist. This is a ton of fun. One of my favourite reviews I've ever recorded with the Baz. So believe that hype machine is going to get cray cray. On Tuesday, we drop a special bonus episode, looking at the first seven movies covered in my 31 of October series. So we'll be putting out a couple of these this month, covering all 31, but we're going to break them up into parcels of seven movies. Uh, and then the remaining one will pick up the remaining four at the very end, uh, which will happen sometime early November. Um, as well as that, on Thursday you're going to get a very special bonus review. Uh, it's of a hugely influential and popular horror movie that I'm going to see at the cinema on Wednesday because it's getting re-released so if that hasn't spoiled I don't know what will it's just going to be me reviewing it I've never reviewed this movie myself I've never actually properly just fully reviewed the movie it's always featured as part of a larger series so I'm really looking forward to delivering that review and that'll be out on Thursday and then on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday there is another special bonus episode dropping which I ain't telling you shit about but it's coming out on Sunday. So four episodes next week, ladies and gents, um, which will swing into another four episode week. So the next couple of weeks is going to be four on four on four on four. So get yourself ready for the thunder. Feeling that thunder. But there we go. This is a very short introduction to this particular review. So you're going to have a break. You're going to chill out and sit back in your comfy chaise long. Pour yourself a cappuccino. Siobhan, some of that Ennio Morricone music in the background and get yourself into the mindset of 70s Italy. 
as you're going to hear promos for shows that I love, followed up by the trailer for The Cynic, The Rat and The Fist. And when I return, you're going to be getting info on that movie, plus a review and a whole hell of a lot more right after this. Hello, this is The Doom Show. Keep on keeping on and keep on trucking, America. We don't listen to our feedback because we don't get any. (laughs) The truth hurts. I just alienated the two people that give us constant feedback. Sorry, guys. That's gotta go. (laughs) That's gotta go in there. So on the show, uh, we talk about giallo movies and slasher movies and cult movies. Sometimes we even talk about Cameron Mitchell and his movies. I am Richard. Who are you? I'm Brad, the guy that's not Richard, or Jeffrey, or Simon. That's right, we have four people, and we always talk at once, except to each other. Jeffrey lives up north. Simon lives across the world. Richard lives in Penis, Alabama. Hello, This is the Doom Show is a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. Check out the other shows on legionpodcast.com. You can check out more Hello, This is the Doom Show at hellodoomshow.podomatic.com or at doommoviethon.com. Check for our Amazon exclusive Hello, This is the Doom Show cookbook. Do you like hot dogs? (laughs) We got them. Do you like mac and cheese? We got it. Do you like cheddar? We have it. Actually, we don't. No, no cheddar. Just Colby. Colby Jack. Hello, this is the Doom Show. We never gave up on you because you never gave up on us. Wow. Hello, Townsend Starley. Thought you might telephone this evening. And you know that the Chinaman broke jail last night. So you better disappear for a while. I can't spare anyone to protect you. to bet that he'll never find me? Where is he? Come on, bitch, you better tell us where that fag cop friend of yours is, or I'll see you never walk again. I was told that you're interested in going in with me. That's why we're all here. No, he's still out, though I'm sure we'll get him soon. I got one piece of interesting information for you. Grapevine that he's joined up with Frank DiMaggio. Uh, 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 let me go. Got a message for you from DiMaggio. Uh, 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 uh. Now our normal collections have been down somewhat. I gather we have a client who's refusing to pay, a fella named Natalia. The point is, I'm going to have to break one of your legs. Now, if I break the right one, you won't be able to drive, and that ain't fair. So I'll give you a break and break the left one. Come on. What the fuck? It's the only possible way to bring everything to a head. Sure, in your opinion. But then your idea of justice, Tansy, is a morgue full of bodies. Do you have some kind of plan? Just gotta be patient, that's all. And I've got all the patience in the world. That's why people call me the Chinaman, kid. 
You know what's going to happen if our friends find you. I'm still not going. All right, but remember, it's your skin, my sweet. This Chinaman has broken my balls once too often. Kabish? Sure. Frank, the way things stand, this city is too crowded for the two of us, and it's beginning to bother me. That's so? Yeah. So I've decided it'd be better if you went back to New York and left Rome to me. I mean, can you imagine the chaos and killing? If Maeto takes over here, he'd rip this town to shreds. Believe me, I know what I'm talking about. If we let him grab the crown, he'll reign over a sea of blood. And welcome back. So you've just heard the trailer for number 17, disc 17 of the 88 Films Italian Collection series. This is The Cynic, The Rat and the Fist, which came out in the year of Our Lord 1977. The blurb on the 88 Films website says, Luigi Chinaman Miato, played by Thomas Milan of Syndicate Sadists, bursts free from the big house and sets in motion his revenge on the man who put him there, the legendary Inspector Leonardo Tanzi, played by Maurizio Merli uh, of Convoy Busters. When an assassination attempt leaves Chinaman believing the heroic officer dead, Tanzi uses his newfound anonymity to bring down the numerous crime organisations that are helping ruin his beloved city. This blistering sequel to Rome Armed to the Teeth co-stars cult favourite John Saxon of Enter the Dragon fame and is once again helmed by the notorious Umberto Lenzi who directed Deep River Savages. The Cynic, the Rat and the Fist is a bravado piece of filmmaking and one of the finest examples of the popular police genre because we're not pronouncing that word uh, and marks its high def debut thanks to 88 films now the release itself uh, comes with an HD transfer from the original camera negative restored English soundtrack restored Italian soundtrack with English subtitles Mike Malloy on the cynic and yes the rat and the fist so that's an interview um, the cynic the rat and the sadist an interview with Thomas Milan and armed to the teeth again an interview with Umberto Lenzi uh, I will say this interviews are great and um, once again it's great to see 88 films putting a bit of time into some of those special features where they can get them it is always greatly appreciated I will also say one of my biggest frustrations happened in this movie uh, it is a common thing not just with 88 films but with some other um, some other companies out there so what they do is, yes, they give you brand new transcribed English subtitles along with the Italian soundtrack. However, if you're like me, sometimes there's a lot going on in your household. So you put on the subtitles when you're watching the English soundtrack from time to time, depending on how good the dubbing is. I always say, check out that Italian uh, render and shove on some English subtitles. Uh, but if you know the dubbing's not bad, which it wasn't in the case of this movie, you shove on the old English soundtrack, maybe there's a lot of nonsense happening in your house, maybe you've got a child and three dogs, 
So you shove on those English subtitles, only to find out those English subtitles are subtitles of the Italian soundtrack, and no one has done English subtitles for the English dub. And as a result, what you're reading on the screen is at times not close to what the characters are actually saying in English. I know it's a minor gripe, but it is one that appears all too frequent on these. And if you are commissioning people to do some English subtitles, for your Italian soundtrack, I would say it is beneficial to do English subtitles for your English soundtrack as well. Um, like I say, minor gripe, but if you're going to go to that effort, it's not, I wouldn't say, it's not a huge stretch to go the extra mile and put them in as well. So, 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 uh, let's, let's jump back to this one. So, as you will remember, disc number 16 was us looking at another one of these uh, police procedural sort of Italian genre sort of thingy movies. Um, and I am, I'm starting to come around to them. Uh, I wasn't, to be, to be fair and honest, I wasn't the biggest fan of, of the genre per se. I'm, I'm more into a bit of the, the wonder that you get when you watch some of those fantastic jally out there. I like the police procedural aspect about this one. Obviously, they're moving over into kind of Dirty Harry territory with these sort of movies. And at first, I wasn't sold. The more I'm watching them, the more I'm getting into them. Very similar to how I got into to Jallo. Um, I, I find myself enjoying a lot of the cheese. Uh, the previous episode we covered one which I said was overtly mean and we followed the criminal a lot in a way which I didn't quite like and I didn't see what the redemption was. You need a good cop or a dirty cop to bring down a dirty villain at times and you need strong character actors on both sides which you get in the cynic, the rat and the fist. I will say this about their cast and their cast and it's absolutely brilliant here. Uh, Thomas Milan is... Um, Luigi Chinaman Miato, or just known as Chinaman through most of this movie, although that is never really explained why he's called that, is absolutely reprehensible in a way that I kind of love. He has some quirks that I kind of love as well. Um, he's the sort of guy who I think comes across as this really intelligent, above average criminal who comfortably leans into how sadistic he is from time to time and when people feel they're getting the reasonable side of him he will at a turn twist into something a bit more sinister there's a great one where he's trying to extort money at someone and it looks like the guy's gonna get one more day one more day to bring that money in. and he's like right what kind of car do you drive is it an automatic and the guy's like yeah right he's like well you'll need your right foot for the brake pedal but you don't need your left foot for the gears so we'll just break your left leg and the guy's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, yeah, we're going to have to do this. We're going to have to set an example. And um, I, I kind of love that about him. He's he's He also has this weird calling card of sending out um, like funeral cards uh, to people he's going to kill, which is what he does essentially very early on against Leonardo Tanzi, played by Mauricio Merli. Um, this is a guy that's put him away. He hires an assassin to kill him, the assassin shoots him in the shoulder and gets startled, it thinks he kills him, the police play it off as, oh we've lost our, our great detective, and then he goes undercover 
Now, undercover in these sort of movies means that he does not change his appearance at all. He still lives in the same area that he lived in. Um, and still makes contact with all the people that he made contact with before. But he's dead. Uh, which I kind of love. I mean, it's this way of, well, well, the police said he was dead. So, there we go. That's case closed. Um, and he starts to kind of ramp things up. He's not a particularly nice guy, even though he's he's kind of trying to fight crime. He's um, he's pretty bad. There's a great juxtaposition in one scene where he sees a man beating up a woman. And, you know, why don't you pick on someone of your own sex? You know, and then beats the fuck out this guy, right? And you're like that, oh. You know, Leonardo Tanzi stands up for the, the woman. He's a protector of women. Then later on, he's questioning a woman and he fucking slaps her across the face. And I'm like, surely you are like the biggest hypocrite ever, Inspector, because you're preaching with one hand and slapping with the other. Uh, which I, I found surprisingly weird. But uh, once again, tonally, 70s Italy has a lot of these gender issues which uh, make the movies on some hand endearing, but another hands quite dated and quite uncomfortable to watch if I'm honest so we have that aspect going on as well I will say this about the movie I thought at times it ramped up in a way where I thought we were going to get a bigger ending to this movie but it kind of ends like a lot of police movies end regardless what country makes them it ends out with a shootout in an abandoned area um, and that was slightly frustrating because Chinaman is such an interesting villain and we find very very quickly that he is trying to take over the, the whole of Rome and the only way he can do that is by at first paying his dues to this um, New York crime leader played by John Saxon uh, who is over kind of really running the show and Chinaman sees himself as kind of upstaging and overthrowing him to take over the whole operation in Italy and it's you know it's going to build up to this this kind of power play so to speak which doesn't really play out the way Chinaman wants it to play out but in a way that I kind of got behind even to the end Chinaman is a great villain uh, in this movie and Tansy is a kind of over-the-top, Dirty Harry-esque sort of character who, you know, will slap someone and shoot first before asking a question. Uh, John Saxon is brilliant in this movie. This is during that time period that Saxon was churning out, like, hundreds of performances and movies and, you know, you know what you get with him. He's a good stalwart actor. He's delivering what he needs to, no more than that. At times he's a bit, you know, chewing the scenery, but I kind of get behind it. Um, so that, all that aspect is great Umberto Lenzi behind the camera gives you things that are for comfort the amount of zoom in on face shots is so funny um, there's a scene right at the beginning where uh, Inspector Tansy gets his, you know, his eulogy card and opens it up and we zoom in on the card so we can see what he's reading and then we zoom in on the calendar to see what the date is because obviously it's his funeral dates the following day I think zoom in on the calendar as well and then zoom in on the faces and you get that all the way through it it's so close to kind of 60s, 70s uh, martial arts kind of Hong Kong martial arts movies of when the villain comes in we get the zoom in on their face it's, it's kind of wonderful and 
Lindsay, regardless of what you think of his um, his catalogue of movies, he's a he's a great director. Yes, his storytelling at times feels a bit like ground trodden, but I I think he does some wonderful things here. I think some of the cinematography is great. I think the storytelling for the movie, I mean, it's an hour and a half. This you could still chop ten minutes out of this movie, and I would still feel that there's maybe five more in here as padding. I think that could be removed out as well. Um, and then when you fling into the background of this one, that we have a, a really quite awesome score by Franco Michelizzi, I think is how you pronounce his name, um, who did a lot of these kind of genre police procedural stuff in the 70s and had a huge career actually, a career that spanned like about 40 years or something. Uh, the score really works with this movie, I kind of love that as well, I get into, I, you know, I bimps along, bob my head along with the, the, the stuff that's happening. It's just, it's everything that last, well, two weeks ago I was struggling to get my head around stylistic choices and uh, character choices are all kind of resolved here. My only issue overall with the, the the cynic, the the rat in the fist, is that I don't think it's as daring enough. But it's it's solid solidly written. It's very well acted. Um, it's very well shot. It's a good story. It's a reliable movie. Weirdly, it's you know it's a, it's a comfort movie on quite a lot of levels for a genre like this. You can kind of just sit down and just let it go and just not really have to do too much to watch this movie, which feels like a relief in that the last couple we've done uh, for the eight films Italian collection have been tonally all over the place. Alien 2 was a movie that just felt like it dragged on forever. Um, and you know, and last week's movie kind of felt like, like I say, tonally it was all over the place. And it, it didn't make me happy watching it. I felt like there was glaring issues. None of these are present in this one. And I kind of loved that. I thought that was really good. And in terms of solid releases in the catalogue thus far, this is kind of up there within the 88 Films collection in, in the top tier. Not because it does anything remarkable, it just it manages to do everything really, really well all the way throughout the movie. There's no part in the movie where this really shits the bed. And most of the titles we've covered thus far have had moments where I'm like, oh, it's kind of cringy. Oh, I don't know what we're doing here. Oh, this is totally bad. Um, this one just maintains a, a steady quality all the way from start to finish. And that's kind of a relief. It's one that I would definitely recommend and it's one that I'll definitely check out again. In terms of my rating for this one, it's a four. It's a, it's a solid, solid four. Really, really like this movie. Doesn't get some of the higher, loftier grades of some of the others that we've covered thus far in the series. But I think where there are moments in other movies where I'm totally bowed by and then I kind of have to hide the bits that I dislike, this movie's just a, a, an easy, easy, easy watch. Um, it makes me happy all the way through. So yeah, I really like this one. Four out of five for The Cynic, The Rat and The Fist. So there we go. I'm going to take my final break of this episode. When I return, we're going to be closing it out and we're going to be doing it, ladies and gents, right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under The Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been disc number 17 in our 88 Films Italian Collection series. We were looking at The Cynic, The Rat and The Fist from 1977, directed by Umberto Lenzi. 
Yeah, this is a really good one. I would highly recommend you go and check this one out if you're a fan of the kind of police genre. <laughs> I will I will put practice in and try and learn how to pronounce this. Um, I would say it's one of the better ones I've seen. Just in general, if you're looking for good Italian or even European genre crime cinema, this one has to be a recommend. Has to be. Uh, yeah, really, really, really good. Really enjoyed it. Uh, turning your eyes to disc number 18, which we'll be dropping in two weeks' time, we will be covering a little movie called Hands of Steel. I have never seen this one. It's a first-time watch for me, like a lot of the, the kind of teens' entries in this, um, this run. I'm looking forward to this one because it's directed by Sergio Martino, a director who I love dearly. Uh, so get yourself ready for a bit of info or shinfo on Hands of Steel. It says, Paco Querlac, played by Daniel Green from Deadly Intruder, is the product of insane industrialist Francis Turner, played by, once again, John Saxon of Nightmare on Elm Street fame. 70% Android, 30% human. Oh, I'm going to fucking love this movie. Uh, Paco was created to serve one purpose, to assassinate an experimental scientist who has found ecological ways around much of Turner's business. When Paco realises that the target is a good man, he is unable to fulfil his mission. With the hunter now the hunted, Turner sends an army after his once prized creation. Oh, this is, I'm smiling when I'm reading this. But it's going to take more than that to stop. Paco Quirac. What a fucking name! From the legendary Sergio Martino of Torso fame comes Hands of Steel, a rip-roaring slice of 80s action adventure with an all-Italian twist. Not only to mention gratuitous scenes of arm wrestling <gasps> over the top, oh my god! Co-starring Janet Argan of City of the Living Dead, George Eastman, what a cast! of absurd Claudio Casanelli of suspect, uh, suspected death of a minor and his final on-screen performance and featuring another knockout score by Goblins, Claudio Simonetti. How have I never seen this movie? Hands of Steel is essential viewing for any fan of Italian exploitation and finally makes his HD premiere thanks to ATA Films. Oh, I am in like Flynn on this one. Uh, special features will feature Atomic Martino, an interview with Sergio Martino over 40 minutes long. Yep, this one's this one has Duncan officially excited AF. Let's bring this, I've never heard of it, but let's, that, how could you not be excited? That'll be coming up in two weeks time. Strap me in, I am ready to be pegged, um, pegged by hands of steel. Fists of Fury. Um, that's so many fisting jokes, I don't know what I'm doing just now. Uh, so yeah, that'll be coming in two weeks' time. Like I said at the start of the episode, there is still a ton of content coming next week. It's four episodes. On Monday, we drop episode number two of Baz O'Ween looking at Poltergeist. On Tuesday, we'll cover the first seven movies as part of my 31 of October, giving them grades and letting you know what I think is hot and what I think is not on Thursday is a special review, a review of a movie which is hugely influential for all the right reasons uh, and is getting re-released in the UK on Wednesday this week coming. So do the math, you'll know what that review is of. Uh, and on Sunday, a very special bonus episode coming your way. So yeah, four episodes next week, four episodes of content. Get yourself ready for another month of being pounded. There's a multitude of ways to check out podcasts under the stairs. As always, I say check us out on Apple Podcasts. Come across, subscribe to the feed. That way you get the episodes as and when they drop and access to the entire back catalogue of T-Putts content. But do not stop there, ladies and gents. Continue on. 
push through. There is much more that you can do to support this show in ways of ratings and reviews. Ratings are super important. The more of them we get, the higher up the iTunes charts for push for people to find us. And reviews are your words to new listeners' eyes as to why you think they might want to check us out and why they might end up enjoying the goofball little show that we run over on this part of the internet. It's free for you to do, take seconds and really does support us on that platform as well as word of mouth find someone you know that listens to podcasts and put forward a case put forward a case like think think of yourself as a johnny cochran the glove doesn't fit you got to acquit um and then come up with something lyrically memorable and put podcasts on the stairs in there make them listen to it ladies and gents that's how you do word of mouth by way of rhyme by way of rhyme. You can also check out the show on Stitcher Smart Radio, SoundCloud, Google Play and the TuneIn app. Come across to our website, it's tputzcast.com. You can click the merch tab there and we have new merch at the moment. We have a pre-order in. Pre-order for a brand new set of enamel pins that are running. The Basoween enamel pin will officially post on the 28th of October. It is, to say that I am really not making any money from these at all. By the time I put postage in and the cost to produce some and the cost of the actual design itself, um, I'm cutting completely even. So this is one for you guys. Trust me, you will want to own one of these. The design is fucking incredible. It's by our good buddy Joshua Kelly. The pre-order is up. So you can go to tputzcast.com and click merch or go direct to the merch site, which is tputzcast.bigcartel.com. Make sure you get them because once they're gone, they're gone. We've sold half already. There's only 25 left. So get your finger out and get yourself one of those. Once they're gone, they are gone. You can join us on all manner of social medias. I would say Facebook is a good place to start. We have a group page there, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tputzcast. It's a community page. People are posting everything that they're watching as part of the 31 of October to see that the, the uptake and people not only following what I'm doing, but as well as posting theirs has been overwhelming is an understatement. So much action going over there. Such a respectful place to have fun. Um, and be yourself. Uh, is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Cast. We also have a Facebook page. At the moment, every single night, I'm doing two live stream videos. I'm doing one introducing the movie that I'm watching as part 31 of October, and then we're taking across to the Facebook page and setting up a wee chat thread to talk about it in group viewings, and then doing a closeout video as well. To join that, see the Thursday Thursdays Instagram, and also access to our merch page there, you can do it by going to facebook.com forward slash Cast. You can interact with the bands on the Twin Prongs of Social Media Sexiness, Instagram and Twitter. Both can be followed at Cast. There we go. That's disc number 17 down. Enjoy the rest of your day. May it be filled with more horror movies than you can swing a cat at. And wherever you are, whatever the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big, bad world of errors, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing out. Ciao.